Anakin, don't let your penis take you to hell. Do it. is what the holidays are all about. Three buddies sitting around chewing gum. Sifo, huh? <laughs> dia. All right, welcome to the Clone Cast. Welcome How's... to the Clone Cast. Yeah, should we just get that out of the way right away? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Clone Cast. <laughs> I'm Adam. I'm Tom. And this is a goddamn Clone Wars show. I'll do it. Oh, yeah. I'll do it. I'm just, I'm thinking here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. What we do here on the Clonecast is we watch that goddamn Clone Wars show in chronological order. Now we're backtracking on season seven. We're actually going back to the first episode of season, season seven premiere, The Bad Batch, season seven, episode one. How are you doing, Adam? Good. How are you doing? I've had a day. Believe it or not, what you might hear in the next 20 to 40 minutes, this is a Star Wars podcast. Yeah, so we bullshit for 20 to 40, and then we get right in that episode. Get right on into that episode. Well, we get in there. Yes. Um, we might have a loaded 20 to 40 here. <laughs> you have had an eventful day. Yes. So should we just do this? I mean, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I don't want to. I know. Uh, no, we got to. Okay, so... Uh, we People set... appreciate hearing experiences. Okay, so there has been a lot of carjackings in the Twin Cities metropolitan area of <laughs> yes. late, and a lot of them have been uh, uh, against Uber and Lyft drivers. Yes, and not only in the Twin Cities. I think it's oh, happened it's, yeah. all over the place. But, I mean, there was like a lot of news stories going around here in the yep. recent months, like, and that, like, you know, like. Uber and Lyft, like, this is what they typically do. Like, yep. these are the signs to look for, you know, if they're saying this or that. You Beyond know. even Uber and Lyft, like, when it gets cold here in the winter, a lot of people will start their car in the morning and let it run in their driveway or sure. let it run. And people but, will... like, the Uber and Lyft ones that have been happening have been very specific in how they're done. And it's usually, like, a team yes. of people yep. that have been doing They've it. They've been very coordinated yes. in the way that they do them. And so, recently, I started doing... Uh, Uber again, and I was doing Uber Eats because I was like, I don't know. I don't really want people in my car with Omicron, for one. And two, there's a lot of that shit that I keep hearing about. I just don't feel comfortable, yeah. right? But, but those Legos ain't going to pay for themselves. Those Legos are not going to pay for themselves. <laughs> so I was doing Uber Eats today trying to hit a weekend bonus, and it was just slowing down a bit, and I wanted to get it all done today instead of working tomorrow, too. So I threw on the Uber driver, and I did a couple drives. They're fine. You know, I used to do these all the time. Yeah. And I have had some bad experiences before. Um, so I had one left. I dropped off some McDonald's to somebody who literally had the name of Drago. <laughs> <laughs> Yvonne! <laughs> and I had one left, and I was like, all right, um, I want to get this done with. Uh, maybe I'll just I'll do the Uber driver, too. We'll see whatever comes in first. So... A ride came in. I accepted it. 
um, and it was for a lady. Um, and I pull up to the place. It's in not the greatest neighborhood of St. Paul, say. I pull up to the place, and it's not a lady that comes out. It's a guy. Uh, the, the guy's wearing a ski mask off the bat. How, and it is cold out today. It is cold out, so ski mask maybe. Eh, you know, yeah. Still, you don't typically see, like, you don't typically see ski masks on no. people. No, Even when it is as cold as yep. it is today. So he gets in the car. I'm like, oh, so you're not this person. Like, oh, that's my mom. And I was like, okay, it's not the first time that somebody has requested a yeah. lift for somebody, you know? And I was like, all right. And so, you know, I don't really think anything of it. Drive away. Um, and then, I don't know, we get a couple blocks. And he's like, hey, when we get there, uh, can you give me your phone so I can text some people that I'm there? And I'm like, you got a phone. Like, one, I'm not giving you my phone. Yeah. And two, like, I'm not supposed to do that. Well, and you you said that you heard him, like, texting and stuff Yes, well, I was going to get to that. Too. Like, he has a phone. Yeah. And I hear the phone, like, going off and stuff. And I'm like, wait, your phone's going off. Like, why can't you use your phone? And he's like, oh, I'm just using, like, hotspots and stuff. Like, I can't, you know. And it was some convoluted explanation that didn't really make sense to me. And I was like... Red flags were going off because one of the things that we're told about these like Lyft and Uber carjackings is that they tend to have you unlock your phone when you're there or, you know, and they or they say, hey, wait, while I text or something like the fact that he wanted me to text this person from my phone at the destination at the destination is just like that's like the a one sign to look for in these certain things. Yes. And, like, then they have your phone unlocked, they jack you, they pull up. Usually what happens is a car pulls up behind you and blocks you in, yep. and you just can't get out, so you have to give up your car and all your stuff. Some people have gotten, like, pistol whipped and shit. So the flags are going off. Um, and as this, you know, after I was like, all right, man, I guess I can text the person, you know. And I continue to hear his fucking phone go off. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here, you know? So at that point, like, I was getting pretty nervous because I was like, I've heard about these and this seems like it's that's what's going on here. <laughs> so you thought I better pull my co-host into the mix. Yeah. <laughs> so there's like this button in the app that you can hit that will notify somebody of your location. Yeah. And so I hit the button and then it like brings up like the screen where it's like, well, who do you want to notify? And you were the first name there. So I hit your name. And then next thing you know, you text me like, what? What is this? You know, So the text came through and it didn't say like, this is like an automatic text from uber it just said like like check out my location and then there was like a link underneath it so i thought it looked like you had wrote check out my location so i thought you sent me a like a screenshot of like you're doing uber right next to like cedar cliff yeah or, like in my neighborhood or something and i would i was thinking like oh maybe he wants to like stop by and see like the house or whatever but like i clicked on it and you were driving through the lowry tunnel in <laughs> minneapolis <laughs> And I was like, huh, that's interesting. And it was a live map, so I could see your car <laughs> moving. And I was like, and I responded to you, and I was like, the Lowry Tunnel? Like, question mark? And then you responded, and you were like, I think I might be getting car checked. Call the police. <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote back, like, seriously? Like, are you serious? Well, I'm driving on the freeway, too, so I yeah. can't, like, really respond to you all that well. I know. And so, like, I didn't get any response after that, and so I gave it, like, I don't know, 
five minutes, but I kept watching your car and it exited into like a not so great area. So yeah. at that point I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'll call 911. Yeah. Um, so I go to the stop and I'm very, I'm nervous at this point. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, I don't know what you took from that. Cause I'm not sitting there staring at my phone while I'm driving. I had thought about just pulling over at a gas station and being like, I'm not comfortable with this. I want you to leave. Yeah. Um, but and I didn't do that. You've done that with people before, haven't you? Yeah, but at that point, I had already been like, what, quote unquote, assaulted um, yeah. in one of those. And another one was a guy threatening me with a gun because he was like drunk and crazy and had just gotten kicked out of a bar. Um, so this is not like my first rodeo, although this one's a little different because like shit had already happened in those ones. But this one, I was just like, it was like the great unknown, like, but. Everything about it fucking stunk, man. Yeah. Everything about it. So I I pull into the place and it's the complete wrong location. He's like, This isn't it. This is it. This isn't it. He like shows me his phone. And I'm like, Well, this is the address that we're supposed to be at. And he's like, No, 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 it's this one here. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, How are you one? How are you showing me your GPS here? Yeah. How, if you don't have any kind of connection, like you you say you're dealing with hot spots and stuff, like Okay, well, you sure seem to have a connection all so, the time. So he's saying once you pulled up to the the address that was in the Uber, he is just he's wanting you to just be like, no, 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 just go here, like outside of the Uber app, just the original like, requested location, right? And now I'm just like, what the fuck is this now? And so I'm like, well, this is your mom that requested. It? He's like, yeah. I was like, okay, well, uh, can we call your mom? And so he gave me his mom's number, and I called his mom. Now, the thing is, I should have called it from the app, though. Because then, if you call from the app, then you know it's the person associated with that account. I called the number just directly from my phone. Because I was, I was just, like, not yeah, thinking. Yeah. And it was a lady. And I was like, okay, yeah. like She's like, take him where he needs to go or whatever. So we end up finding the right location and go there. Um, But I still was like, one, like, the whole thing was stinky <laughs> and then after i talked to his mom i was like okay i feel a little better about it but then i realized like you didn't call her on the app man that could have just been anybody yeah you know um so i then i started heading the next destination i was like well i'm just gonna call it out of the app you know i'm just gonna be like yeah i just want to give you a heads up we're going pretty far out of the original destination so i called and it was the same person okay but in between that call, when we first talked to the mom, I was like, can you update the location to this address? Because this is where he wants to go. And I get a message back saying, I, uh, a call back saying, I can't do it. A call directly back, not through the app, directly to me. I can't update it. And then I'm like, okay, so I didn't call you out of the app. And now you're telling me you can't update your location, which I know you for goddamn sure can. Yep. You can update your location on those when you're in the middle of a ride. So I'm just like, this is bad. And meanwhile, I had called 911. Yeah, why don't you give your play-by-play on what you were doing this whole I time? I called 911, and I told them right away, like, they were like, nine, right away, they are like, 911 emergency, what's the address of your emergency? And I was like, there is no address. My friend texted me, said he's currently getting carjacked. I didn't say currently getting car. I said, I think I might be. <laughs> yeah. Now, you're the one that's saying currently. Well, I'm not going to call 911 yeah. and be like, my friend told me he might be getting carjacked. <laughs> like, they're going to laugh me out of the fucking place. Hey, man. So I told them that, and then they're like, okay, well, do you know where he is? And I said, around North Minneapolis. And, he, and they were like, okay, I'll connect you with that local dispatch or whatever. 
And so they connected me with another dispatch lady. And uh, I told them the situation. I was like, I'm watching his car right now. I can see, like, the car. And so they asked for your description. They asked for the car's description. Like, thankfully, Uber has your, like, license plate. So I was able to give them that. You're making model a car. And she was like, okay, uh, we have officers in that area. So I'm going to give them the description. And hopefully they can, like, track your car down. So, like, they were routing cops around that neighborhood, like, <laughs> looking for your car. Now, I have an updated license plate because my old license plate, when I signed up for, to do it with that car, um, I have a new license plate number. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. But I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be like, hey. Yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. I haven't updated it in the Uber app yet. Now, so. um, And then they asked me for your, like, your address, your phone number, and I gave them all that. But, like, it, what happened is when you first sent me that link from Uber, I could clearly see your car. It it was like I could see every single turn, every single road that you went on. But then you something happened at some point and I could see the general area that you were in. But your car kind of floated like between like I'd say like a four block radius. It would like jump like kind of left and right. Hmm. But I could still tell like if you were moving north yeah. or south or east or west, like I could kind of tell the vicinity that you were in. Yeah. And so I was like just updating them on like, it looks like they might be between these cross streets. <laughs> and so she was like, this is very helpful. Just like stay on the line. Oh, if you're my seeing God. Seeing the car like move in a certain direction. Let me know for a second. It looked like you might be getting on the freeway or it looked like you might just have been on a major road next to the freeway headed north. Mm-hmm. So I was like telling them that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I get apparently can't update the location. But then as I'm starting to head to the new destination, which is apparently the right location, I get the idea, well, I'm just going to call the number associated with the account right out of the app. And it was the same lady. So at that point, I'm like, okay, all right, this all sem- seemed very shady and the wrong location and the phone that's working, but apparently can't text or something. <laughs> you know, like, I don't, I still don't know what's going on with that. I don't. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? You're, you're texting right now. Yeah. So I don't know what was that, going that on with part that. of it is very sketchy. Yeah, he's got the phone. He's showing me the GPS. So I know we got to go here. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. how can you show me this right now? How do you, you know, like, that's very sketchy. Oh, yeah. And I still find it sketchy. Did he take the ski mask off at any point? He brought it down under his face to breathe a little bit. So I don't know if he was using it as like, you're supposed to wear a mask when you're in the cars. Yeah. I don't know. But ended up getting to this destination. And as I'm about to pull into it. I keep getting a call from an unknown number. And finally, I'm like, fuck, dude. And sure enough, it was the police. And they're like, yes, Dom, are you okay? Are you being carjacked? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's fine. It's fine. And then they're like, well, where are you? And I'm like, Brooklyn Park. Can you call back in like two minutes? And I, I was just like, fuck, just hung up. I don't know if he heard that. <laughs> I don't know if he so, heard it. So when I was on, because during this time, like I was texting you and I was like, are you okay? Where are you? And like you were driving, so you couldn't text back. But one thing you did text back was just NVM. And so then never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, okay, it's he just texted me back, never mind. And then right away I saw you typing more. And it was like I could see you typing like a message. <laughs> it's it appeared like that, but then nothing came through. Like yeah. that just went away. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, he said never mind, but he's not replying to anything else. And then I like asked you another question 
and like there was no response. Yeah, and so like, well, from a from the, my perspective, I was like, they could have carjacked you, took your phone, looked at it, saw that you said call the police, and then just texted me, never mind. Yeah, thinking that I would be like, oh, looks like he's good. Yeah, um, and so that's when she had said, uh, she had said to me, she was like, okay, uh, the <laughs> an officer tried to make a call to him and said that it didn't sound right when he picked up the phone. So yeah. Cause I didn't want to have a conversation with that person sitting in my backseat when I realized that like nothing is wrong. <laughs> yes. So she was like, she said that it sounded like something was, something might've been wrong or something. And then she was like, does your friend have any reason to be in Brooklyn park or like Brooklyn center? And I was like, I don't know. He lives kind of close to there. So maybe I, I, it's theoretically possible. Yeah. Well, anyways, I pull into this place and the guy gets out and I, you know, he gets out, he shuts the door. Um, now, the thing, another thing is he didn't have me text this person once I got there. He just got out. And I had already texted them when we were going to the original location that was apparently wrong. So these people have my fucking number. <laughs> like, I'm not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to text people for people like the whole thing, when I look back on it, still seems really shady oh, of and course. weird, man. Yes, it does. Like, just the fact that his phone is working. Like, he's having you go to a secondary location. A secondary location. Um, just all this stuff, man. It was just, I don't know. Like, the whole thing just stunk, man. And, like, <laughs> I didn't know what else to do. I was just like, this isn't. This isn't normal. Like, I've had weird rides and where you pick up people for other people, like, to drop them off. Um, but never have I had someone be like, yeah, I need you to text this person for me when you get to this place. And then the whole time they're playing with their fucking phone that keeps making noises. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know, dude. It was like with all the shit that's been going on, like, I just was not comfortable. Oh, yeah. I totally could see I mean, in hindsight, it's pretty fucking funny. Yeah. And I, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe we deterred it. I don't know. <laughs> Boy, that would have been awkward if the cops actually did pull, find your car, pull you over. <laughs> that would have been odd. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe maybe we deterred it. That is possible. It is possible that, like, it ain't worth it. He's He's been communicating with somebody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, who knows? I don't know, but it just didn't seem right, and it still doesn't. Yeah. And I'm at the point now, like, where I was just planning on going back and just doing Uber Eats. I just wanted to hit that goal today, and I think this solidifies it. Like, I've done thousands of ride shares. Like, I used to do it a lot, um, and I've had some bad ones that turned me off to it. Um, and it's just, even if this turned out to be a big nothing, which it appears to have, I, it's, dude, it's just not... You're really, you know, you don't. Yeah. Nah. Anyways, so that was my uh, afternoon and your <laughs> afternoon, apparently, too. It was a, it was a real clone cast team up there. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. It makes good fodder for the pod. Glad you're okay, though. That's, that's Yeah, I'm glad I am, too. That's um, spooky, scary stuff. We had to delay the recording a little bit because I just was in no mood to record. <laughs> yeah, you had to come down off of Yeah, had to come down, walked around in circles for a little bit. That's cool. It gave me time to stop by our favorite collectible store you can waste time with your friends when your chores are done now come on get to it i would like to see the baby perhaps the archives are incomplete my grandpa always told me don't watch your credits watch your health more more a fine addition to my collection 
All right, collectible corner. Back to some normal senior. So, before we even get into it, like when it comes to Cedar Cliff collectibles, like going in for Black Series figures and Legos, that's like num- reason number ten that I go in there now. It's primarily just to like to watch Cedar Cliff watch guy. Cedar Cliff guy take notes as to like what he's saying. Yeah. And listen to the music that comes on behind him. Well, let's just give an update on something I've been working on. The gunship. Oh, yes. The gunship is now on bag nine, and it's starting to come together. Oh, it is a, big. It is a looker. It's a big boy. Yeah. It's very good. I'm having the time of my life. <laughs> um, I was right, though. It's ruined you for smaller sets. It really has ruined me for smaller sets. Like, I think I think like a 500-piece set is still cool for like a, yeah. like an evening fun, or maybe a 1,000-piece set is cool, like the Razor Crest or... Uh, the uh, light cruiser, that sort of thing. Those are cool. I don't think I can um, get off on a 200-piece set anymore. No. So if you're following us on this Lego adventure and you've kind of joined in on your own Lego adventure and you are you don't want to go down this dark path that I'm currently <laughs> going down, I would highly recommend to stick to the smaller sets. Uh, you know, the rivers and the lakes that you used to don't go chasing waterfalls. Right. Because I'm, I'm riding a waterfall, baby. <laughs> Um, this set, this is 3,200 like, pieces. You're slowly upping the ante and like, eventually you're going to be looking for like Lego's equivalent of fentanyl to like, well, the thing to is find the, your yeah, first time. This is a 3,200 piece set. The Moss, uh, the Cantina was that size. Um, I mean, like if you want to get like the biggest big daddy, I mean, you could get a, uh, you know, like the, the UCS Millennium Falcon that's out right now. Yeah. I mean, that's like 7,000 or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, but the the gunship, it's it's getting up there. Like, yeah. it's a pretty big set. It's huge. Um, so, yeah, the next step up would be that. And I, I wouldn't even say that's the next step up because it's probably the same, like, level of, you know, uniqueness to it and building. Like, you get a lot of little interesting parts in these that are fun. And then you're like, what the fuck is this? And then when it all comes together and you snap it in, you're like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, it's a fun one. Um. But yeah, I don't know. So I clearly have to continue doing the lift. Yeah. Because oh, you got to feed this addiction. I got to feed it, baby. <laughs> oh, it, it hungers. Okay, so Cedar Cliff, you went there. Oh, yeah. So right off the bat, so uh, don't play it yet. Okay. But when I walked in the door, there's a song that came on that was currently playing. I had never heard it before, but I told you the song, and right away you were like, oh, my God. Yeah. Now, this is a song my mom used to listen to all the time. It's by a guy by the name of Ray Stevens. You may know Ray Stevens is the streak guy. Oh, yes, they call oh, him the streak. streak. Um, but this is Everything is Beautiful. Everything is beautiful. It's a beautiful song. So this was playing as I walked into Cedar Cliff. Yeah. That, 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 uh, he was, uh, for the first like five to ten minutes I was in the place, he was talking to a customer that I think was selling cards of some kind. So I just heard him shuffling like through the cards and looking at them evaluating them yeah so I, he wasn't really talking that much so i was like oh maybe this is a bust oh i was wrong he came out swinging after that really <laughs> yeah. yes all right so uh after everything is beautiful uh let's let's dance the last dance by donna summer came on which i did not pull no but it's one of my favorites you not so much nope after that don't fear the reaper from Blue Oyster Cult came on. It's a good one. Um, And then uh, Danny's song by Loggins and Messina. I do have Danny's song. 
And so, as this is playing... Oh, let it go. Here. People smile oh. and tell oh, me it's I'm great. the lucky one. <laughs> and we just <laughs> Think I'm gonna have a son. Oh, that's nice. The okay. guy's got range. <laughs> he will be like yeah, no, this is the same guy that did Danger Zone, by the way. Oh, yeah. Which is just wild. Yeah. It's just wild that he could write a song. I'm going to say it. That bad. <laughs> and write this as well. Well, I'm not. Who? Here. I love Cedar Cliff guys. <laughs> this guy is just sitting there surrounded by toys, listening to Loggins and Messina. That's, so Grace when Stevens. I said that guy has range, I was referring to Cedar Cliff guy, oh. not Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins does have range. Yes, that's but crazy the fact, though. The fact that Cedar Cliff guy's musical taste goes from "Let's Dance the Last Dance" to "Don't Fear the Reaper" yeah. to Danny song, like it's it's unbelievable. Oh, it's a fun one. So as the song is playing. Uh, a kid and his mom are like wandering <laughs> around the front of the store and the kid asks him like, hey, can I see the I've, I didn't hear what car, kind of cards, but he specified like, can I see this, the specific kind of cards? And Cedar Cliff guy goes, I don't know, man, those are kind of expensive cards. Are you sure about that? And he, <laughs> and he looked at the mom and he goes, are those in his budget? And, and the mom goes, yeah, yeah, it's OK. And he goes, okay. And he like walked over and grabs the cards. He goes, here you go, bud. And he looks at the mom and he goes, I do that for your sake, not his. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, God, he rocks. And then he looks at the mom and he goes, oftentimes these kids, they want champagne on a beer budget. <laughs> do you know what the cards were? No. <laughs> Damn it. I think they were some kind of magic or Pokemon cards okay. or something like that. Um, and then he had a guy come in. That just went right up to him and was like, and it was pretty busy in there. Yeah. So there were a bunch of people like kind of hanging out that I think he knew. Well, it's a Cedar Cliff Saturday. Yeah, Cedar Cliff Saturday. A bunch of people that I think he knew that might have been other like toy vendors or whatever. But a guy came walking in and was like, hey, man, I have a, I have a kind of a valuable uh, collectible. I'm wondering if you'd be interested in buying it. Cliff guy was like, all right, what is it? And he was like, all right. Well, it's uh, the villain from 1990s, Stretch Armstrong. It's it's that. Oh, Vector? I think that's who he's talking about. Is it about. the one with the pumps? The red guy, yeah. Yeah, and it did have the pumps? Uh, it, he said that it's faulty, but he was like, it's still it's still there, but it's... You know, you know what that does? Yeah, you pump out all the air, and then it stays stretched. Yes. Yeah. I had that toy. It was but awesome. But Cedar Cliff guy does... I did, too. Cedar Cliff guy didn't know what the guy was talking about, because yeah. the guy was like, it's... Slightly damaged, but I'm wondering if you'd be interested in it. And he was like, I don't know, man. I don't know too many people looking for Stretch Armstrong memorabilia. <laughs> he was like, I actually went on eBay months ago and almost bought one. I know. Them. And then he was like, maybe if it was the Stretch Armstrong from the 70s, maybe I'd be interested. But he was like, and it, he, was, he goes, does it still have the juice? And he was like, what? And he was like, the juice, like inside the... And he was like, no, it's not a stretch art. It doesn't stretch. It's got, like, foam inside of it. So you pump it out the air and it stays stretched. It's like, yeah, I'm not interested. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I would buy it. I would buy it. Uh, so that guy left. And then uh, by this time, I think uh, Sir Duke went on. Oh, we've used Sir Duke before. By uh, uh, Stevie Wonder. Yeah. And then If I Can't Have You came on by Yvonne Illman. Oh. oh, good one. Sweet, sweet tones. Adam loves the Studio 54 vibe. I love this. 
We went to... Bree and I watched... Uh, oh, listen to that. It's so good. Oh, come on. You don't like you don't like this disco stuff, do you? I like disco, but the stuff I like is like Disco Inferno by the Tramps. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, I like a lot of village people. <laughs> the village people are great. I don't care what you say. Have you ever heard the song Milkshake by the village people? I Oh, yeah. I yeah, have yeah. definitely sent it to you. Yeah, We're yeah, going to yeah. have to use that. If uh, if a character ever drinks a milkshake. Oh, hold on. It's coming up. You want me to pull it up? No, here. Turn it up. Oh, it's so good. All right. But yeah, Bree and I watched Saturday Night Fever the other weekend. Yeah. Uh, thought it was going to be a fun disco movie. Turns out there's like, I'd say like four to six sexual assault scenes in the movie. So that was like murders and shit, too. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. crazy. Yeah, I thought it was just like a dancing movie. <laughs> yeah. When I was a kid, I really wanted to see it just because I really liked Staying Alive, the yeah. song. Yeah. And no, it's like a violent movie. There are some adult themes. Yeah, it's disgusting. Uh, but as this was playing... Some guy came in trying to sell him some kind of bootleg figure. And Man, was, people would just stream into this place. And he was like, All right, let me see that. And he was like, I want to see if it's authentic or not. And he like looked at it for like two seconds, and he was like, nah, sorry, man, this is a knockoff. Oh my and God. the guy was like, how can you tell? And he was like, see, that's the problem with China. This stuff made in China, he was like, the figure looks great, but they can't get the packaging right. Anything that's knocked off, they can't get the paint on the cardboard. They can't get the paper right. So he's like, he's got it down to a science. And he said that he was like, when all the factories shut down because of COVID, they took all the product and they just like threw them in like bulk bins and shipped it over to California. Yeah. And then counterfeiter, counterfeiters like tried to replicate packaging. Sure. And he was like, it doesn't work. Um, Cedar Cliff guy, he's wise. He knows, he knows the stuff. And then someone, <laughs> bear in mind, the kid that was looking at the cards Still right by the register. Mm-hmm. And then someone had mentioned something about like his store or something, and he was like, Yeah, can't be too careful now, especially because shoplifting is legalized. <laughs> what? <laughs> he, he said that there's a tobacco store, like kind of close to there. Yeah. And he was like, I see people running in there grabbing shit and just like running out. <laughs> and he was like, But it's cool, I got a baseball bat back here. So <laughs> he was like, I'm ready to throw down. <laughs> and then the guy was like, Or you could just call the cops. And Cedar Cliff guy was like, I think I prefer using the baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now, uh, that whole legalized shoplifting, that's not true. And no. no. It, they're isolated incidents. Um, but I could just appreciate the fact that the guy <laughs> just didn't want to get cops involved and fully admits, I'm yeah. perfectly fine beating somebody with a baseball bat yeah. myself. I don't want to. I don't want to have to deal with cops. As a seven-year-old is standing directly underneath him. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you're if you think you may be getting carjacked, I think maybe the police might be the best yeah, option yeah, yeah. we currently have available sure. to us in society. Yeah. I don't know, but Cedar Cliff guy, I could just tell by looking at him. Yeah, he, he doesn't want Cedar Cliff guy though. I mean, the talking points are all over the place. I, that's what I love about the guy. I, I mean, can't pin him down. He's, he's he's a Bernie Sanders guy one week, and the next week he's claiming that shoplifting is legal. Yeah. yeah. Which really all that means is they're not going to charge felony shoplifting if it's under like five hundred dollars. They'll still charge you with like a petty yeah. misdemeanor. Yeah. But it's not. But you're not going to go to fucking jail for fucking four years for stealing a Pokemon card. I think if you Pokemon, <laughs> I think if you own your own business and you see a story like that, maybe you have a bias. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cedar Click guy doesn't want somebody running off. 
<laughs> with his Obi-Wan Kenobi Black Series. Yeah, with his Black Series R2-D2. Yeah. Um, so then another song comes on, which is one of my favorites, Bad Bad Leroy Brown. Now this is a good one. Whoa! He's the baddest man in the whole damn town. One of our faves, Jim Croce. God, the song's Ooh, great. Let's let this run. Yeah, that, 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 well, that. So good. So great. Oh man! So then, as this is playing, he had two other, I'm assuming, toy dealers or people in what the is bins. This? It's like a stream. In. They were bringing in like boxes for him to evaluate. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so like, because he knows all of their names. So as they walk in, he's like, "Hey, yeah, oh, hey, let me look at that." And he, like, oh god, what was it? He looked at something and he was like, "It was a comic." He was like, "Oh, look at that." It's a special edition Death of Superman. Oh, boy. Super excited about that. I know where that's going. And he, like, chucked it in the trash. <laughs> and then he was, uh, one of the guys was like, hey, did you go to the uh, the toy show, uh, the toy show that was happening out at Nerdin' Out? And he was like, no, no, I didn't make it. How was it? And then the guy said it was, it was pathetic with a capital P. <laughs> and then Cedar Cliff guy goes... Yeah, I don't know. Poor Brad. The guy just doesn't get it. And I'm assuming Brad is the owner of Nerd and Out. Sure. And then Cedar Cliff guy said, he's like a dog that sniffs the butt of another dog thinking it knows what's going on. <laughs> I want to be plugged in to the Wait, local. Did you tell the Nerd and Out guy to listen to us? Yes. Oh, <laughs> what if he's like a regular listener now and, and now he in. finds out that Cedar Cliff guy hates him. I want to and we start a local collectible I warfare. to be plugged in to like the local co- collectible <laughs> store like rivalry. Did oh, you buy anything? Best. No. No. <laughs> he's got to wonder what the fuck I'm doing because I was there for like 20 minutes, 25 minutes <laughs> and I didn't buy shit. And I kept taking out my phone and typing things. <laughs> He knows you at this point. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I stand out, too. Yeah. Did you uh, say hi to him? Yeah. Yeah. Hey. There you go. And then I walked out, and I was like, hey, thanks. And he just kind of looked at me confused. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's fun. And then the last song that came on was, uh, I think you got it loaded up. Oh, yes. By Super Tramp. Yes, indeed. Take the long way home. I'm going to go further in. So we yeah, just- yeah, yeah, yeah. But the part of this song <laughs> that was great is this is the song that he decided to start singing along with. Oh, really? So in the store, because he wasn't attending to anyone, he kept saying, take the long way home like, every time <laughs> the chorus picked up. <laughs> uh, we love Cedar Cliff. He guy. is a king. We need to get him to sponsor the pod. <laughs> yes. I want to have him guest. Yes. He, if we have Preferably any, remotely. Not, we, we want him to... We don't want to bring him here. No, let's bring him here. He can evaluate all of our He'll stuff. He'll call it all shit. <laughs> here he is. Oh. Okay. Um. So, yes, it was a very successful run to Cedar Cliff. Take the long way home. Okay. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to report in from Cedar Cliff? No, it's just... 
I think I'll go to Cedar Cliff for the next episode. Yes, you have to. We yeah. got to mix it up. We got to mix it up. <laughs> He's getting wise. Did you do? You, did you at least look to see if they have any more of those Cartoon Network Clone War figures? Yeah, I, I almost bought a mace. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe I'll pick one up next time. And I'm I there. thought I saw, they had a mace. They had the Arc Trooper from the Cartoon Network. I feel like I have to go on the weekend though, because that's when all these people are dragging shit in there. Yeah. Well, there's another local. I want to. So maybe I'll go tomorrow. You should. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You should go. open? You should go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I'm going to cut the song up here. Um, okay, I don't got anything else, so I'm just very excited about the build of the gunship. Oh, yeah. yep. um, so gunship's going. Cedar Cliff guy's hit home runs left and right. We're not sure if he's a chud or if he's a socialist. <laughs> Time um, will tell. Time will tell. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, that is right. We do have something that came in that I think we should probably address. Message after the message. Greetings, exalted one. Allow me to introduce myself. Okay, so Clone Castanova Devin is he's on the TikTok. Um <laughs> And there is a character on TikTok that he likes to send videos of to me. I had no idea this person existed before she Devin sent like, this in. She's like this piece of shit evangelist. Yeah. But, like, people have, like, I mean, she's just ridiculous. Like, so absurd that she, like, the amount of people that are laughing at her is, like, a lot. And she's gotten, like, popular. Like, yes. I don't know how cognizant she is of it, and I haven't listened to this yet, but... So if you Devin, heard, Devin wanted you to blind react to this. Yeah, so I am going to watch this for the first time. We'll insert the audio of it um, into the episode so you can at least hear the audio. But this is... Have you ever heard of Cameo? You've heard... Have you? Yes, of course. So Cameo is like where... Do you... I, as soon as I found out what Cameo is, do you know how fast I looked to see if Kelsey Grammer was yes. on it? <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't believe Kelsey's doing I do cameos. not believe. Um, and I'm assuming... I don't know what Devin paid for Sister Cindy... <laughs> To spew her hate. I don't even know. Have you listened? You've listened to it, right? Yes, I have. Is so there anything I'm going to have to edit out? I don't think so. So apparently you can you can reach out to Sister Cindy and explain that you have like a friend that's going through something or some a friend that's being tempted by the devil and they need uh, a message or a prayer from Sister Cindy and she'll respond. Okay. So that's, All right. what, that's so, what this is. All right. So this is my first time watching this. Adam has watched it once before. Let's. Take a look at Sister Cindy. Hello, Anakin. Sister Cindy here. And Devon asked that Steven. I have a little talk with you, young man. He tells me that you've taken the dark path. <laughs> you are going down a dark, dark road. You have a secret love it's not love it is lust <laughs> yes you are having a secret lust affair but I guess it's not so secret since I know about it and not only do I know about it but God sees it <laughs> oh no <laughs> and God is not happy Anakin the Bible says that God is angry with the wicked every day now 
I'm supposed to boost your mood. Well, I need to boost you to repentance. <laughs> I need to boost you to grieve over your sin. Do you realize that your sin hurts God? <laughs> She's staring right at me. <laughs> I'm told that you have a good heart and you care about those that are close to you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. But you are really hurting them. Yes. When you sin, it hurts your neighbor. It hurts yourself. But most of all... It hurts God. Anakin, it hurts God. I knew it! The Bible <laughs> says that Jesus looked out over Jerusalem and he wept. Why did he weep? Because all he saw was hose, hose, hose. Here a hoe, there a hoe, everywhere a hoe And it can don't let your penis take you to hell. Yes. Right now, Satan has you by the penis, and he is dragging you into the eternal, everlasting lake of fire. And you seem to be a very willing participant. She's not far off. Anakin, you need to wake up. <laughs> you are better than this. Wise up. You are better than this. You are a man created in the image of God. You need to get yourself some self-control. You need to get back on the path of light. You need a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> Repent of your sins and believe in Jesus before it's too late. Be born again. Receive the gift of eternal life. Sister Cindy loves you. Jesus loves you more. God bless. Anakin. She's having a hard time turning off the phone. I watched that and immediately I was like, oh boy, Joe Costa really let herself go. <laughs> Oh my god, dude. So I'm assuming Devin reached out and was like, Hey, I have a friend Anakin. He's yes. really going through some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it kinda your penis is dragging you to hell. Satan is dragging you to hell by the penis. And ah, Palpatine. Yeah. Yeah, so uh that's she's got seventy one reviews on Cameo. Seventy one. Good <laughs> lord. Um <laughs> But when she did start talking about, like, you need to come back to the light, it did for a second. It was like, oh, man, this is, she is the weirdest member of the Jedi Council I have ever yeah. seen. <laughs> well, Devin, um, I hope you got your money's worth. <laughs> we had a good laugh. At I think it's worth it. I did, Devin was like, I'm not paying extra for that 24-hour delivery bullshit. <laughs> if you want 24-hour or less delivery. So if somebody really needs to repent quick, yeah. you can pay extra. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, um, that was one of the most unique things we've ever done on this show. <laughs> this is a, uh, this is a clone cast of firsts. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Should we, uh, how do you even follow that up? I guess with a time warp. With a time now, warp. I do want to say this. Uh, we are going to do love letters and I know this is releasing on Valentine's oh, Day. So yeah. happy Valentine's Day. 
I just didn't get around to writing them yet. Yeah, you've been busy. I've been busy, <laughs> and then when I got home, I, I all I could do is the bare amount of prep. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a Adam knows I'm a bit of a scatterbrain, <laughs> yeah. especially when I get like on edge about well, something. We both are. Yeah, I get really bad. Yeah, yeah. So uh, next episode, we will have the debut of the love letters. Our February excitement. Uh, we've been doing the things for January. We did the uh, New Year's resolutions. We did letters to Santa in December, and we will do some love letters on Thursday's episode. So let's do the time warp. Chibata bread. Okay, so the Bad Batch. What do we got for an air date on this bad boy? The Bad Batch debuted on da, 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 February 21st, 2020. Yes. So the number one song in America was The Box by Roddy Rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going back. We're jumping back in time. And it basically owned like two months. Yeah. So. Well, and it's interesting because this is like before COVID this really is like, hit. Yeah, this is like a month before now. Yeah. So we do have a number one movie. Um. This is a character that I have built a Lego set for recently. Oh. In movie form here. In movie form. A famous video game character. Oh, uh, uh, Ben Schwartz, Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, was number one in America on February 21st, 2020. Okay, but I did want to get a song in there, and I'm not going to do this box by Roddy Rich because I don't know it. We've already talked about it. Anyways, um... August 31st, 1962. Care to wager why I picked that day? August 31st. Uh, no, what? Uh, it is D. Bradley Baker's birthday. Oh. And this is an episode one. that has D. Bradley Baker all over the <laughs> fucking place. So we got a number one song in America. Um, I think I have actually used a cover version of this song on the podcast before. Oh. Uh, let's see. What would be a good little hint? to give you i think i have it ready here okay yeah there we go just loading up i think this will probably give it away for you but let's see this is a cover that's your hint i used it on the song where i debuted this sound effect a lot i think that's when i debuted it convoy I don't know. I got nothing. It is Little Eva with the locomotion. Oh. I think I used the Grand Funk Railroad version of the you song did. at one point, yes. and I think it was when we had the convoy. Yes. Grievous and the convoy and Seleucami, maybe? It was either that or it was that weird bounty hunter one where they were, like, hijacking yes! the train. It was that one yeah. with Ventress. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's been a while. <laughs> oh. You know, that one clip in that Sister Cindy thing, we're definitely going to be using that sound effect. <laughs> The thing about, like, <laughs> stop following your penis or whatever, <laughs> Anakin. This is dragging you to hell. Oh, that's brilliant. Thank that's you, That's good stuff. Um, but, yeah, I don't got anything else. Um, so What uh, was the movie? The Time Warp movie. Oh, it was Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, Sonic the Hedgehog. That's right, I yeah. just pulled the number one song. I thought the movie would probably not be very relevant to us yeah, 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 from yeah. 1962. So, yeah. I don't know. I didn't even look. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but, yeah, so that was D. Bradley Baker's birthday. D. Bradley Baker's birthday. Yeah. Cool. 
So this is the D. Bradley Baker episode. Yes, it is. Uh, should we get into that? Yes, episode? we should. All right, let's do it. Do it. Hello, General Kenobi. Hello, Charles. This is the final countdown. Final countdown. We are in the final stretch. Yeah, I mean, this arc and then the end arc. And then the end. So this is the final countdown. And I've seen this before. So for me, it's just kind of this is like the uh, the calm before the storm. Oh, yeah. Very exciting. Um, I can't wait for. <laughs> I, let, I, wait I, to I get started to this episode the other night and I woke up as I've done before. I woke up in the middle of the night and the episodes were still running. And, like, oh, in no. my haze, I saw something. Oh, no. It was Ahsoka on the bridge of a ship. Oh, no. And she goes, Anakin. And you hear, uh, power! <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I immediately hit the home button and got out of there. Oh. But, you know. How do you keep get... waking up at the perfect moments, too? Well, I mean, if you start an episode and they're 20 yeah. minutes long, and I usually wake up after, like, three to four hours of sleep every yeah. fucking night. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, okay, so, Season 7, Episode, episode one, 1, The Bad Batch. Okay, so, after a long hiatus, this was the debut of this season. After started it out with a bang. A seven-year hiatus. Yeah. The Clone Wars is back, and we start off on the planet of Anaxis. And we've seen Anaxis before, prior to this, uh, the episode where Fives lost his shit, right? No, wait, not Fives. It was uh, Tup, Tup. Tup lost his shit. It was? Yeah, Tup shot the... That was an Axis. It was that space station, remember? Oh. That was an Axis, wasn't it? I don't know. I'll have to look. Oh, it's an Axis. An Axis. I was incorrect. That was Ringo Vinda. Ringo Vinda. That was Ringo Vinda. But I think the thing that, because I thought the exact same thing, the thing that throws you is they said that it's like one of the Republic's biggest ship manufacturers. Yeah, and trenches there. Yeah, and (laughs) trenches there. So yeah, we're dealing with that asshole again. I I don't think they ever explain. No, not at all. They didn't even act surprised. They weren't even like, trenches back? Yeah. No. Well, I mean, we saw him in season six, and it was like, whatever. Yeah. And now we see him again in season seven, and I've seen these first four episodes before, and, like, they never explained it. So I was like, oh, they must have explained it earlier. No, they nope. never explained it. Dude just survives massive fucking explosions yeah. in the middle of space. Yeah. So, no one is truly dead in Star Wars. Nope. They are not. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, but our first clip is going to be Mason Anakin. They're at the uh, tape. They're at, the, like, this Republic... I don't know. It's like built into the side of a mountain, it looks like. Yeah. Um, and it's like the Republic base here on Anaxis. And so we got Mace and Anakin uh, going over some strategy at a hollow table. And then Rex and Cody are going to hop in. It's going to be our first clip. The droids have overrun our main production facility. It won't be long before the Separatists take Anaxis, compromising our entire reserve fleet. Pardon the interruption, General. But Rex here has a good theory on why we keep uh, losing. Please, Captain. Well, the droid army uses analytics to predict our strategy. The first time we use a tactic, it's very effective. The next, less so. In fact, the more we use a certain tactic, 
the less effective it becomes. They learn our tendencies and use that data against us. To counter them, we're constantly working out ways to vary our attack. But the losses we are experiencing on Anaxis are not commonplace. Exactly. The counterattacks are so specific, it's my strategy that droids know. My playbook. My concern is that Rex is one of our best. If the droids can learn to defeat him, we may all be vulnerable. What do you propose? Let Rex and me take a small squad behind enemy lines. There's a Separatist Cyber Center which relays all battlefield intel to their command ship. If we're going to find anything, it'll be there. If you think it'll help turn this fight around, get going. Thank you, General. Rex, is there anything else? No, General. Okay, so that line a little ominous. You're like, what? what's he talking about? But we find out here in a second. Rex has kind of got like a weird suspicion about this. So Anakin sensed something was off yeah. with Rex. Um, so we get to Rex. He's in the barracks after this, and he's looking at a picture. He's just sitting on the edge of a bed, <laughs> just <laughs> looking at a picture of himself, Cody, Fives, and Echo. Yep. <laughs> and the picture, I thought, looked nothing like what they actually look like. No, it's like a painting. It looks like it, it. So they obviously, they tried to, like, age them down to make it look like Rex is looking at them as, like, recruits or yeah. whatever. But, like, especially Cody. I was like, look at Cody. He looks nothing like yeah, what Cody looks like. And he's like, ah, oh, Fives, Echo. And then he's like, before that, Heavy. And I was like, you knew Heavy for like 10 seconds. That is true. <laughs> it is. I mean, he met him. And granted, like, Heavy did make a massive sacrifice. Yeah. Uh, but who was the other one? Cut Up? Cut Up? Cut Up? Nobody mentions Cut Up. No, no. Cut Up had probably the first funny death of the of Is the Cut show. Up the one that got eaten by the worm? Yes. <laughs> Yes, I think it was cut up that got the eaten VG by the worm. Eel, yeah, it just popped out and just snagged yeah. him. And then once Rex is there, just shoots it in the face once <laughs> and it died. <laughs> that was a good fun. That's um, the thing that always threw me because I always assumed like, oh yeah, Rex, he was part of that original crew. Like, I think the first time I went, I watched the entire Clone Wars. Well, you would assume. And then I went back and watched it, and I was like, wait a minute, Rex wasn't part of that crew. Yeah. The first time he met them was with Cody when they went to the Rishi Moon to check in on yeah. him because the signal stops ending or whatever. No, yeah. they're going to do an inspection. Yeah. Um, man, that's way back yeah. there. Um, and that's one of those ones that's completely out of order with oh, the rest yeah. of the show. It yep. was like, oh, you got to watch season three, episode five yep. before you watch this because, you know, like it was cut up. It was heavy. It was I think five. There was a guy it named was Dro Echo. Droid bait, I think, was in there. Droid bait. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, droid bait and... Uh, cut up get offed pretty quickly yes um and then fives uh and echo obviously had some staying power but heavy gives the full sacrifice now heavy is like was the precursor for wrecker like yes. the voice yep. of heavy is definitely what d bradley baker used as like a base yeah for what became wrecker and heavy was using like a minigun a minigun and he liked to blow shit up like yes. that was his thing so um he was the the original for I think you got the song queued up. He was the original uh all for one, all for all. Oh yeah, he was. He was the first now one it's that we ever did. I think. I'm pretty sure. I know we gave him that. I I'm pretty sure yeah. that was the genesis of it. I mean, it. all for one, that was one of our first fucking things that yeah. we started doing regularly. Yeah. Man, this show's come a long way. <laughs> 
Man. <laughs> I just look at this board in front of me, and there's just like all this shit on there. It's crazy. Now we have something called Cameo by Sister Cindy. <laughs> okay. Anyways. So, Rex is just sitting there on the edge of the bunk looking at a picture of himself, Cody, Fives, and Echo, looking really happy. And he's kind of lamenting the losses that he's seen throughout the years. And Poor Rex. Poor Rex, yeah. And he's like, and Cody's like, what's wrong? You know, he's like, you know, it's, it's what, what happens afterwards, you know? Uh, you know, he's like, yeah, you know, being a survivor is like one of the hardest things because you're, you're left to deal with that loss. And he's like, well... What if somebody wasn't dead or something like that? And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, you might think I'm crazy. I don't want to tell the general, but I think Echo is alive. And he's like, what the hell are you talking about? He died on the Citadel. Seemed pretty clear when we watched the Citadel arc. Motherfucker got blown up. Oh, yeah. Like, he got hit. It was very clear. Yeah. Um, but he's like, the way these droids are countering us in battle, these are like old battle plans that Echo and I worked on together. Um and like Cody's like, hey, look, you're just like this is just this is just like a lost hope. Like you're just kind of like grasping for straws because you miss your friends. I need you to focus. This is going to be like a really important mission that we're about to go on. So Rex is like, yeah, you're right. You know, it is nice getting Rex and Cody time. Yeah, like, I think seldom, I think that was it was deliberate. We seldom get those two together, yeah. and those are the two like standout clone commanders or captains that one and anakin you know yeah yeah they, they it, are the it, it ones was, that yeah. made it through till the end and yeah. and after seven years it was i think it was very deliberate to put them on screen together yes. here um in this opening season. still we have gotten very little backstory on cody like yeah. rex i feel like no i mean a, rex is rex is a fully fleshed out character by this point yeah and cody is still kind of like I, I mean we got more on like fives or echo yeah. than we ever got on cody yep um, but I mean, you know, I think Cody's there for more for good measure just because he's so prominent in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you're, if you were to ask like one clone that stands out, it's Rex. Yep. Of the whole series, it's Rex. Um, so Cody's like, yeah, you got to focus. We got to go. Uh, come on, let's get out of here. And so they go out and he's like, yeah, we're going to, we're joining up with Clone Force 99 on this mission. He's like, oh, yeah, they are. I've heard they're nuts, you know, and then uh, <laughs> Jesse and Kicks jump in there and get right behind him. It's good to see Jesse and Kicks face tattoo looking great on Jesse. <laughs> um, and as they're kind of discussing Clone Force 99, like they use crazy tactics. I've heard a lot about these guys. Uh, the Havoc Marauder, which is uh, the Bad Batch's ship, comes flying in, now. and it just does the roughest fucking landing I've ever seen. And not only does it come flying in, but it comes flying in with the Bad Batch theme. Yeah. Like, dun, bursting. Dun, 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 dun. I, yeah. like, completely forgot about yeah, it. I wrote down, I am so excited. <laughs> oh, it's fun. So, uh, we see them disembark, and it's going to be our next clip here. It's a two and a half minute clip. The cavalry has arrived! Wrecker. These guys are clones? They don't look like clones to me. Sergeant, good to see you again. You too, sir. This is Hunter. Sorry we're late, Commander. We were putting down an insurrection on Yarbrick Prime when your comm came in. Had a few unforeseen... complications. That's Hunter. <laughs> Ever fought a male Yarbrick? Um, no. Uh, can't say I have. You're lucky. Only way to kill him is with one of these. Pulls out a big old machete. That's right. Wrecker here cut off the Queen's stinger while she was still alive. 
That's why all those Yabbik males tried to eat us. Ah, uh, technically they were trying to mate with us. And for your information, the stinger of a Yalbek queen is a delicacy on some planets. They call him Tech. Yeah, Tick. he can fill your head with useless info for hours. Ricka. Crosshair, on the other hand, Crosshair. is not much of a conversationalist. But when you have to hit a precise target from ten clicks, Crosshair's your man. So, Commander, what kind of suicide mission do you have for us this time? Let's get going. We'll brief you on the way. That's some good exposition. Yep. So they're traveling on the gunship. What are you looking at? We don't usually work with regs. Regs? The loudest. He's talking about history, yeah. regular clones. I don't take it personal. We're all on the same team, so cut the attitude and listen up. Here's Thank the you, mission. Cody. Our target is this cyber center. It's the brains of the entire Separatist campaign here on Anaxis. I can demolish that with one hand! Yeah! This isn't a demo job, Rekka. It's strictly a retrieval operation. Sector 1 alert. Enemy gunship approaching your location. Okay, so some battle droid scouts spot them and they notify their forces that they got a gunship incoming. Yep. Um, one 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 thing that I want to <laughs> so when they board the gunship, Wrecker sits out. He just sits down on it and like has his legs dangling out, yeah. very Vietnam like. Very. But the thing is, Wrecker's supposed to be scared of heights. <laughs> that is true. I forgot about that. Why you think he would be like cowering in the corner of the of the ship? I don't think they figured that out until they actually did the Bad Batch series. He's scared of heights in this though too. Oh, he is. The next episode. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I guess they decided to want to develop his character out a little bit more yeah, after this episode. I guess now, so. I will say this. Like, if you have not watched The Bad Batch, I would highly recommend it. It's a, it's a very it's fun show. very good. And, um, I you know, watching these four episodes, because I've seen them before, like we said, but, like, I did not like Wrecker in these four episodes. No. He was very just much like meathead comic relief. Yep. But the way they develop him in the Bad Batch show, like, you actually really give a shit about Wrecker. Yep. And so it's interesting watching back now, and I can see why I wasn't too enthused about Wrecker. Yep. But, man, I, I love Wrecker. Yes. Like, I love Wrecker. And, like, the one thing that I noted, too, uh, Omega's absence is, like, noticeable. Yes. Like, as soon as I saw them, it brought me right back to, like, when we watched Bad yeah. Batch in... I miss Omega being, like, in the middle of all of these guys. Yeah, I'm excited for season two. I am, too. It'll be fun. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and also, I mean, Echo isn't... Uh, Echo is also, as we get through yep. this, you know, we'll learn more about Echo. But I did go back and watch. They did not do a good job. One complaint I have about season one, they did not do a good job with Echo's character. No, they didn't. They really just kind of swept him under the rug. Yep. There were certain scenes where I was like, Echo should be at, like, the front of yeah. this particular scene based on who's here. Yep. And they just did not do I a did good it, job with that. After when we were watching the last episode of the Martez arc, I went back and I rewatched it. I rewatched episode it. of Bad Batch where they popped up, and it did have like one of my favorite jokes, where I like Rafa says something, and then Trace says something, and Rafa's like, "Is there an echo in here?" And Echo just oh, yeah. bends down, is like, "Yes," <laughs> and they're both like, "What?" And he goes, "I'm Echo." Yeah, it's <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> Now, I rewatched that one, too. Oh, really? Um, just because we had just watched the Martez yeah. sister arc, and I, you had mentioned, like, watch back. 
Uh, apparently, Trace grew up a lot. In, she did. Like, she's not this doughy-eyed kid anymore. No. Like, she's still like uh, excitable, she's still that, like charismatic. Out, like, but, yeah, I mean, let's hack the. She really flexes her like tech skills in yeah. it, and she seems a lot more competent and I don't know, battle hardened, I guess. Yep. But she's still very like charismatic and youthful. It's just like a different vibe yeah. coming off her, and it's like they figured out how to write her too. Yeah. By the time that rolled around. Yeah, and I feel like. In this, it, at least in this first section, I feel like D. Bradley Baker is still kind of trying to figure out the voices. Yeah, like it, Wrecker is much more polished in the Bad Batch by the oh, time that comes yeah. around. Like, yeah, well, all I, of them. I would be surprised too. You know, let's see three episodes from now when we close this arc off yep. if maybe he's worked it out a little more as well. Yeah, but even Hunter, like when Hunter's talking yeah. in this episode, it sounds very more like gravelly, and I feel yeah. like in the Bad Batch season like it is there's a lot more nuance to each one of the characters it's crazy though just to think about like how talented d bradley baker is to take like oh my god he's got like cody he's got rex he's got fives he's got kicks he's got echo he's got all these characters all these clones that he's like put a little unique twang or something in there just something to separate them slightly yep but it's like it's like the same voice but it isn't. Yeah. And it's insane that he's able to do this for just numerous characters. The most, the biggest example, too, that I thought was just, like, it's nuanced, but, like, it's obvious but nuanced is Gregor. Like, Gregor sounds just like the rest of them, but he's got kind of a, like, a squeaky kind of voice. And yeah. Yeah. Gregor is an example where I was like, wow, that's super impressive. Yeah, like, D. Bradley Baker is supremely talented at yes. what he does. It's he's I think, you know, uh, we've had a lot of great voice acting in this show, but I mean, he takes the fucking cake. Yeah, I mean, by far. I mean, like they, listening to these characters, it sounds like you're listening to different characters. Like yeah. when you're playing those sound clips, it's the same dude talking yeah, to himself. Like, and I know who it is, though. I know. You know me and too. It's like, That's I what can, I'm saying. But it's still like close. Like they're still yeah. close and they still toe the same line, but there is a uniqueness to them. And I just can't even fathom how he does that. It's like each voice has a common thread. Yeah. That, like somehow like connects all of them. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, these droid scouts, they spot the gunship incoming. Um, they notify some of the forces and we see some spider tanks turn around. They're in like this gorge area. Um, so spider takes turn around, start taking action. They start firing. Uh, they end up hitting the gunship, and it loses one of its engines, and they begin to crash. And now Wrecker begins to get super excited when they're about to say, like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna crash!" <laughs> and it's like you're supposed to be scared of heights. <laughs> um, but they end up crashing in this gorge here, um, and they somehow like I think everybody except for the pilots survive. Yeah, um, but Cody is trapped under some wreckage. So they're like, hey, we got to get Cody out here, help. And then they're like, oh, Wrecker will take care of yeah. it. And the Wrecker, cra- the like, crash animation was amazing. Yeah, the animation's incredible. Because they're, they're crashing on a planet uh, that is like crystalline, like apparently the surface of yeah, the planet. So they, yeah, there's like interesting like dust that comes up and stuff. It's it's pretty. It looks very good. And Axis is like, I don't know, the surface is similar to uh, I don't, the planet in Last Jedi, the salt planet. It's very crystally. Yeah, um, but it's crate. darker. It's crate. darker than Crate. Um, but anyways, where were we? Oh, yeah. So Wrecker is just like, oh, the Wrecker will take care of it. Um, so Wrecker literally just like kind of like cracks his knuckles and lifts the wreckage of the gunship off of Cody, grabs Cody, and just drags him out of there. 
Um, he literally chucks the wreckage off of Cody and picks him up, and then it explodes. Yeah, but there's there's a part that I saw that I thought as he picks up the gunship and kind of like pushes it over it goes to a front view of the gunship and you can see the dead pilot just kind of like jostle in the cockpit before the thing like blows up (laughs) okay i didn't notice that (laughs) yeah you can like it's prominent it's like front and center it's like yeah there's the dead pilot just like hanging out in there do, do you think he was awake or do you no, think it no, was no, just no. like he was his... he was dead okay. but you could tell right. he had like his helmet I wasn't sure if over. he meant like he started to move like hey no, what's going no, no, on no, no, like no, no, no. we crashed <laughs> <laughs> and then it just blows up on him um yeah so the ship blows up but unfortunately that's going to alert the droids to their location i don't know you think the crash would have alerted them like they'd probably see where well, it went and, down i, I think th- even was it rex that was like because someone was like oh that explosion brought us to attention and like someone was like no i think us getting shot down yeah. brought it to their attention and it's just a gorge it's just a straight through gorge yeah. like they know they went down in the gorge anyways there's like a massive force incoming so they're like all right we got to figure something out and like bad batch uh, hunters like oh don't worry we got this so wrecker ends up taking some of more some of the wreckage from the fucking gunship and he uses it like a long shield and the entire Bad Batch gets behind him, and they just push it's, forward. It's the door of... It's the rear door sure. of the thing, okay. of the of the gunship that, yeah. like, fell off. And so they use it as cover, and they just push forward, taking out these fucking droids. There's a cool little thing where Hunter is getting, like, um, like uh, location readings from... Tech is getting the tech. location. Tech yeah. is giving Hunter the readings. Yes. Yeah, and then yeah. Hunter throws, like, one of the little EMP hand grenades, and he tells... And then, like, Crosshair is getting relayed the information of where to shoot. Yeah. It's a, it's interesting teamwork. It is like they are they are a well-oiled machine working together. Yeah. Like each one of them when they're doing this is like Yeah. They are not doing it by themselves. They are yeah. obviously working as a group together. Very it's just kind of funny like thinking about this versus when we go back to Clone Cadets. When we go back to like the the origins of Fives and Echo of like how discombobulated they were yes. running the training course versus this bad batch that's just, like, immaculate at, yep. like, doing their job. It's pretty crazy. I mean, you know, I mean, they they got better, but, you know, it's interesting, like, how strong this team is. Well, and that's – it reminded me of when they are brought back together in Bad Batch. Like, I forget what episode it is, but that the one – it's towards the end where they all work together again, like, after being against Crosshair for so long – it's a great scene because, like, they're working together again very effectively. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, while this is going on, the regs are just sitting behind, like, watching, I That's guess. That's what I was wondering. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, you guys can lend a hand. Yeah. I don't know, but the Bad Batch just kind of jumped in and did it themselves. Um, I but- did it right. Like, this is obviously setting up their own yeah, series. Clearly. Like, this whole deal. So they continue to charge with Wrecker using that wreckage for the covers, throwing these EMP charges, sniping them. Uh, they get close in, and then they get to the spider droids. Um, they just kick, they just mop everything up. Yeah. I mean, it's really the only way to put it. Uh, Rex and them, Rex and the regs then catch up, and they're just like, oh, that was really impressed. And Hunter's like, just doing our duty. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're like, all right, well, we got to get moving out before, these, before reinforcements arrive, because they're going to send more. So um, we get to a uh, low-energy battle droid. Now, LEBDs are back in force for Season 7. 
Very exciting. I was very excited. This to is see not these your guys. newfangled deep voice no. one. They they figured out like, oh, we don't want those fuckers anymore. Bring back the fucking cool guys. Yeah. Bring back the original LEBDs, and we get three that are just all stars. Fucking amazing. But this is going to be LEBD, and they check in with Trench, and LEBD is going to give you Trench a little update. We wanted to speak to you directly, sir. This infiltration is irregular. Were there Jedi with this squad? Just clones, but using tactics like we have never seen before. Interesting. God, I They're hate on him. foot now in the middle of nowhere. Sweep the area, locate so these clones, and notify me if the incursion escalates. Okay, so uh, LEBD should just take control of everything, really. Yeah. We've seen LEB. Oh, man, LEBDs. Always just showing me something. Yeah. They're incredible. I love them so much. I love how each one of them has a unique look. Yeah. Like, they all look the same, but they each have a different, like, paint job. Yeah. There was the one, the Kobe Bryant yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that one, that one identified as female. It was voiced by Ashley Eckstein. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. It's fun stuff. They're unique. These LEBDs, they're showing me something. I, if I was rich, I would definitely get like an, uh, like a model LEBD build, like a life, to, a life size model. There's LEBD, like minifigs, right? Oh, we gotta, gotta get find, those sets. Gotta get one of those. Gotta get a solar sailor guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got uh, a stew going. <laughs> Did you see my Mando? You got a stew going. Yeah. Nobody liked it. It was great. It's great. You, if if you don't have watched the rest of development, you gotta watch it at least for the Carl Weather stuff. What is he? Do you know how to do that scene? Oh, it's uh, <laughs> he's talking to Tobias. Yeah, and Tobias goes to throw away like a rib bone, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa what are you doing? There's plenty of meat on that bone. <laughs> you throw that in a pot, add some water, potato. Boy, you got a stew going." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love him. You'll hear the actual scene, uh, dude. Now, do you see me more as the respected dramatic actor or more of the beloved comic actor? Whoa, 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 whoa! There's still plenty of meat on that bone. You take this home, throw it in a pot, add some broth, a potato. Baby, you got a stew going. Uh, So, yeah. So, our next clip is going to be Jesse and Kix, and they're just discussing, like, okay, so I get what Tech is up to. Like, he's really smart. Wrecker's strong. Crosshair can shoot things really well. What's Hunter's deal? Um, And that's going to end up leading to a speech from Rex, who's like, hey, we got to figure this out. Cody's kind of out of commission here. Um, Cody is alive, by the way. He's just kind of not in very good shape. Um, but that is going to be our next clip. It's a discussion between the Regs and the Bad Batch. So, I get what makes the other Batches unique. But what's so special about Hunter? He can put up with the other three. He was engineered with heightened senses. A place like the Cyber Center, Hunter can feel the electromagnetic frequencies from anywhere on the planet. And here I thought we were smart just using a holo map. Well, maps can be wrong. Hunter never is. Hang in there, Cody. Listen up. We have to move out. Commander Cody's in no position to move. Already called an evac. Kix will stay with Cody until it arrives. I'm in charge now. And I've got a plan to get into that cyber center. If your plans are so good... Why did Commander Cody have to call us in? You can't talk to Captain Rex like that. Says who? 
Put him down! Stay out Hey, watch it! Uh, guys, come on! Wrecker, drop him now. Fellas, come on! We're all fighting for the same thing, right? All right, then. Let's cut the chatter and finish what we started. We'll do it your way, Captain. For Commander Cody. Okay. Let's gear up and move out. Okay, so... Uh, Rex has to rally the troops. Get them off of each other's necks. Get them to work together. Um, Rex is always good with the speeches and getting everybody on the same page. Cody's not doing so great. <laughs> no. But he'll be all right, as we know. <laughs> Boy, those bad bashers, they really don't like regs, huh? Yeah, you know, I guess they, they, like, I don't know, Crosshair seems to have issues. Yeah. Um, and Crosshair and Jesse do get in, like, a funny little wrestling match during all that, like, while fucking Wrecker has uh, fucking kicks. <laughs> by the throat. Yeah, it was a, or, or did he have Jesse by the throat and then kicks and Crosshair yeah, I don't got into a tussle. Yeah. I don't know, but... I mean, Hunt, when uh, Wrecker shows up, he's, like, talking to him after he gets off thing. He's like, yeah, you ever fought one of these things? You know, and it's like he's trying. But, like, I think Crosshair's the only one that's really got issues with regs. But it's but the way that, like, Kix and Jesse are kind of, like, talking about amongst them, they're kind of, like, mocking him, kind of. Yeah. Like, what's this guy's deal, you know? Yeah. So it's an odd, odd relationship here. But it's funny the way that Bad Batch turns out. Like, the Bad Batch show, spoilers, is... Like, Crosshair's the one that kind of goes with the regs, and everybody else is like, oh, no, these guys have lost their minds yeah. after Order 66. I don't know. We, that's still uh, why he did that is still up in the air. Yeah. I think it's the chip. That's just me. There's people who think that, no, he doesn't have the chip. We'll see. Um, but anyway, so they come upon... Uh, they Rex gets everybody together, and they start working together. They're going to push forward, and they're going to get to the uh, Cyber Center. So... Uh, but before they get to the cyber center, they come out in this clear opening and they come upon like the space needle. Um, <laughs> it literally looks like the space needle, yeah. um, from Seattle. Uh, now Seattle, a uh, famous sitcom that took place there was Frasier. Um, so that's your Frasier reference for the episode, uh, the space needle. Uh, this is not their primary target, but they're like, yeah, well we're here. We might as well take it. So. Hunter's like, well, how do you want to do this? And Rex is like, well, I think we'll just charge in. We'll do your strategy. He's like, I like you, brother. <laughs> um, so they charge in, take the droid's head on. They easily clear them out. Um, they hop into the uh, space needle. They go up to the ceiling of it, which is where the control center is for this. It's it's like just a communications tower. Um, they clear everything out in there. Um, and so they're able to get a good bird's eye view of the cyber center from there. And they also notice that there is a massive platoon of droids heading towards them. So um, they're actually going to be flanking them. So Jesse and Rex are going to be coming from the front, whereas Wrecker, Hunter, and Tech hop on some speeder bikes, and they're going to flank from the back. So they're going to go around the back side of the Cyber Center. Jesse and Rex are hitting from the front. Um, Crosshair is just, like, posted up sniping shit. Um, and it's at this point... That some forces pull up um, to the outpost, and we get our next little scene with LEBD checking in with Trench. Sir, we tracked the clone strike team here. They seem to have captured this location and deserted it. I cannot calculate the logic of this assault. There is no tactical advantage to taking the outpost. Their target 
will be the nearby Cyber Center. They must know about the algorithm. Get me in contact with the Cyber Center at once. Put all droids on. This alert. is him to the Cyber Center An commander. An attack is coming. An attack is coming. When? <laughs> <laughs> And so, like, right then, they charge in. Um, <laughs> it was a little dark that the droid, after his head was shot off, his arm reaches up and, like, kind of feels for where his head was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. These battle droids really bringing it. Um, so, yeah, the battle droids get smoked. Um, and all the units that are in the back hear the commotion going on at the front. So they all run to the front door where Rex... And um, Jesse are just making a bunch of noise, shooting shit. So this leaves the back door open for the Bad Batch. So they break in, and they run into the command center of this cyber center. Now, when they get in there, this is a all-star scene. So there's like probably 10 B-1 battle droids in there, and there are three LEBDs. Yeah. And so the the B-1s, they start fighting and shooting at the Batch, and they're getting taken out. The LEBDs <laughs> just raise their hands and surrender. <laughs> They're like, we don't want any part of this. <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, they just want to surrender, man. Take them into custody or something. They may have some good information for you. Well, the the craziest part is there have been multiple plot points of Clone Wars and Bad Batch episodes where they talk about how important the low energy battle droids heads are because that's where all of the like computing takes place and they could like tap into it. And I don't know, capturing one alive seems to be a little bit more valuable than yeah. just knifing it in the back. Yeah, but all three of them put their hands up. Yeah. And they all get killed. Yep. Some get just stabbed. Like, Hunter slams one on, like, their hollow table and just stabs him in the yeah. chest. <laughs> this whole episode, Hunter does not use a blaster. He only uses a knife. Does he not use a blast? Oh, yeah, that's right. He was just throwing the EMPs. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he, yeah. I mean, Hunter does carry pistols. Yeah. Yeah, um, I they don't know. They may have gotten away from that, but originally it looks like <laughs> they were like, nope, this guy only uses a knife, doesn't use blasters. Yeah, so it's it's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, so after that, they take out the three LEBDs that are just trying to surrender. Um, they go out back to the front entrance and help uh, Rex and Jesse clear out the rest of the battle droids. Um, and it's like right then that a huge platoon of super battle droids arrive. So... Uh, Tech and Rex have gone off into the command center that they just cleared out, and we got Tech hacking into the Separatist system here to try to get some information, and that's going to be our next clip. Okay, I'm in. What am I looking for? Here's the algorithm. You're looking for a program using this sequence. Found it. This is strange. It's not a program. It's a live signal from another planet. Skako Minor. A live signal? Crosshair, we're gonna need a lift. Crosshair scopes out a Not transport. Not gonna be a problem. Here it is. This is audible. Patch me in. I wanna hear it. What is that? Sounds almost, almost human. It can't be. Okay, so 
Turns out Rex was on to something. Yeah, Rex was on to something here. So um, we see Crosshair Quick sneaking up, and he just jacks this transport from some B1s. It's just like a, I don't know, fucking like, you know, your standard, standard transport. Standard it's the, it's the Coruscant one, looking transport thing. It's the transport that the LEBD took down from the sure. main ship. Yeah. Um, we get in there, and Tech continues to hack the signal and is able to find out that it's being sent by CT1409, and that is Echo's designation. Um, so outside the droid forces are just coming in mass and it's time to bail. So Crosshair pulls up, everybody hops in and escapes. Um, LEBD then notifies Trench that nothing is missing, but they seem to have made a connection to Skako Minor and Trench is like, what? And like freaks out. <laughs> um, and then we get back to the, uh, speeder that's flying away of the ship. Uh, Tech's like, hey, Rex, what, what was that number? The CT1409. And he's like... That's Echo's designation. Echo is alive. And that is the episode. Uh, so uh, what does IMDb give this one? IMDb is giving The Bad Batch an 8.3. Okay. So big uptick from the last one we watched, I yeah. believe. Um, you know, it's uh, the animation is extremely good. Um, it's good action. You get... Fucking three LEBDs trying to surrender. That's good. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Seven point five. Not many real complaints about this one. Pretty straightforward, action-packed episode. Yeah. Similar. Like I agree with everything you said. I went with seven. It was it was setting up something. I could tell. Like animation-wise, if I watched this like fresh without seeing the bad batch and like everything that has come after this maybe be a little bit higher but i don't know i just i could tell that this i've been watching season one in between episodes so (laughs) dude i could tell that this episode like i don't know it was i wanted more than just this and also like i it's been so long since i've seen the other like season seven bad batch episodes that i feel like now you have a better frame of reference than i do because i don't even remember a lot of the stuff that happened so you didn't watch these before bad batch no oh Uh okay all right um yeah i don't know it's a it's a straightforward action episode yeah nothing nothing great nothing groundbreaking but still it's cool uh fun stuff yeah okay so a seven and a half and a seven always look on the light side of life Da 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 da. All right, light side moment of the episode. For me, it's the LEBDs attempting to surrender <laughs> and just like literally getting just stabbed in the chest shot. Um, it was kind of grim, but it was a comical grim. Yeah. So uh, I got to give it to LEBDs. Whenever they're on screen, they've from day one have been hitting home runs. So LEBDs. Maybe Trench only works with LEBDs. It really was like from the first moment you saw them, you were like, who are these guys? I did call out in the first episode. I was like, these guys are going to show us something. Yep. Like these LEBDs are big time. And then the next week on Christophsis, they showed us something. Every time they showed up, the one... To this day, the funniest one. He might be the all-star of the entire series. The one that fucking bailed yeah. on Ryloth? <laughs> <laughs> on Watt Tambor? Yeah, Watt Tambor? Like, Fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> he left that green pepper in the dust. <laughs> but yeah, that's my light side. What's yours? Uh, I went with that hallway scene. Like, the whole their whole assault on the, 
the room that the LEDs were in. Yeah. It was like it was handled as like a single cam, like one take shot. Yeah. So the camera like followed all of them for one shot, like through the hallway and then into that sure. room. Yeah. So it was just it was something that I I think that was one of a, the first times we'd seen that in Clone Wars. And yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Ooh. The action scenes are well done. Yeah. If you only knew the power of the dark side. All right. Dark side moment of the episode. Um, hmm. I don't know, man. Gosh. Dark side moment of the episode. I. There's nothing that was a true dark side for me, really. Um. I guess the dark side moment of the episode for me is just, uh, you know, thinking I was getting carjacked earlier today. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could go with stupid. no trench explanation. That was Yeah, please stupid. explain trench me. But, I mean, if we're being fair, he's still alive, so they still have a chance. But having watched these, I know they never explain it. So, that. Yeah. The, the trench conundrum is something that will stick with me after we finish this. Yes. Uh, as we go into Rebels, I'll still be wondering. It's like, how does Obi Wan not remember R two? Yeah, how is Trench alive? It's one of those. So that's mine. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. Thanks for giving me that. Um, my dark side. I went with uh, Wrecker's War Crimes because yeah. he did talk about cutting off the stinger of whatever creature that was while it was still alive. And yeah. it was a point of pride, like, I cut off the sticker while the thing was still alive. It's like, <laughs> that's torture. Yeah. Oh, and, here's also for Darkseid. Tech being like, oh, they were trying to mate with us. And Ugh. and later on in the episode, uh, <laughs> Wrecker pick, picking up the body parts of a dead droid and, like, playing with them. Because he picked oh, up the yeah. head of a droid was like, oh, look, hey, he Crosshair, likes you. Hey, look, he likes you. And Crosshair's just like, you suck. He's <laughs> holding a severed head and the body, yeah. like, under his arm. Apparently, in another life, Wrecker wanted to be like a puppet master or something. <laughs> like he wanted to work on the on the set of the Muppets. Yeah, like he would have had a great time so, there. Wrecker, going back to like one of our earliest episodes where the guy was keeping like droid fingers as like oh, a necklace. that fucking guy. Like Wrecker would be like, "Ah, oh, what's wrong with that?" Yeah, only he'd be a lot more like playful in it. That guy was very <laughs> yes. grim. <laughs> that was so dark. Wrecker would be taking the fingers and like mocking people with them oh so. man okay yeah that's a good one all right <laughs> thank you rex good to see you rex rex and cody always good when you get a rex and cody oh yeah you gotta get it up Chee! mean date get it up meet me mean date they've legalized theft Mean deep. Okay. Dark Horse. Here. Dennis Prager. All right. Mandate. Get it on. Uh, Dark Horse here of the episode. Um, I'm going to go with Crosshair. Crosshair? I like Crosshair. He's a, you know, he doesn't, he's not much for words, but man, the guy can shoot. He takes that, out a lot. Yeah, he does. And the thing with the, uh, where he was like taking the locations of where Hunter was throwing the, the balls. And shooting them, it was just cool. So, I, I don't know. Crosshair on a strictly, like, just, you know, watching him in action scenes, it's fun. It is cool, like, because he very quickly turns dark in the Bad Batch. Yeah. So, it's cool, like, seeing him as a member of the team. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, I'd like to see him rejoin with them. I would, too. 
I, and, yeah. I don't know if you saw, but when he was shooting those, he was like using Wrecker's back yeah. as like a stabilizer. Yeah. He like put his arms and gun on Wrecker's back. Yeah, that teamwork was good, man. Yeah. Alrighty, what do you got? Um, I went with Wrecker for eventually becoming a better character. Because like watching this, I was reminded like, oh, he is very one dimensional. Yeah, he's not very. Uh, I don't love him in this arc. No, but so, they definitely do an awesome job with him. My dark horse hero is the fact that he really does become a much better rounded out character. Yeah, and I think Omega helps that a lot. I absolutely. Yeah. Omega helps all these characters yes. tremendously. Yep. So, alrighty. So, Crosshair and Rekka. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. Get paid. Okay. All star of the episode. Um, I got to give it to the LEBDs, man. Me too. They were Me showing us something. Too. So much LEBD action, and I'm not giving it to just one. I'm giving it to the the one that was communicating with Trench. Yep. And, of course, the three that tried to surrender it was fucking gold. Yeah. Um, every time they're on screen, just hitting home they're runs. They're always effective. Yes. Every single time. Somebody give them a gun, though. They can't even defend themselves. I swear we've seen them with guns before. I don't think they would. I think they just would rather not deal with that. These are the guys, like, they're the guys that went to, like, uh, the uh, West Point Academy they're, or yeah, whatever. they're officers. They're officers, and they've never actually seen the front lines. So yeah. as soon as the Bad Batch breaks, they're like, oh, God, we have to surrender. <laughs> All the battle droids are trying to shoot and defend them, but no, to no avail. Um, but, yeah, LEBDs, man, showing us something. You got anything else about the LEBDs you liked? No, they're just great. And, like, I love how each one looks unique. Even the one that's reporting to Trench has, like, a unique kind of paint job. Sure. Yeah. All right. Okay. Those LEBDs. Always showing us something. I beg your pardon, but what do you mean, naked? My parts are showing. My goodness. Oh. Oh. So, Anaxis, who was showing you some hot ass on Anaxis. That didn't really work. Who was looking hot? Okay. A lot of good potential here with the Bad Batch coming in the fray with their unique design. Um, but I am going to give it to the gunship that crashed because <laughs> I am telling you, I am having the time of my life building one of those bad boys right now. I love that ship. It's great. It looked great. Isn't it great? Yeah. Uh, so I'm giving it to the fucking gunship because it's it's just speaking to me right Those now. Those gunships are so awesome. It's fucking incredible. I'm going to have to buy another one. The sound of the I engines. Want, I want like thousands of those. <laughs> it is such a fun build. It is such a fun build. You know, one of the smaller gunship Legos, it comes with like nose art. Oh. Yeah. I was thinking about making like a custom like babe on the side of it. You know, they have like. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, the nose art. Yeah. Like, I want to do like, something like thing. that. Like maybe maybe get like a babe Padme on there and be like, sorry, sir. You know, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't there one where it was like uh, they had like a babe though, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. The, there's a smaller version, not the like. Does it have the babe or yes. does it have like a. Sometimes you see the ones with like the, the teeth. Oh, the shark teeth. That's cool too. There's something like that. Oh, yeah. there's a lot you can do. Do with that. Okay, so uh, what do you got for Goodhood? Uh, Goodhood, I went with uh, Trench 
Okay. Because this is technically the first time that yeah, we've seen him out. besides that. And he is just robotic. And yeah. He, he, he went to Jared. He obviously, like... He went through some shit when that ship exploded yeah. in the first episode. I like how when they rebuilt him and somehow kept him alive, they bedazzled him. Oh, yeah. Because like he's, he's got, like, like, diamonds and shit. He's, like, not only robotic, but he is, like, gilded. Yeah. He's got, like, gold inlay and a yeah. lot of, like, robotic parts. This is, like, 24 carat trench. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, he went to Jared. Yeah. What can I say? He went to Jared. He's looking good. He is. He sucks, though. Yes. He, he sucks. Does. And I hate his stupid little clicking. I hate his clicking. I, I can't wait it. till he's gone. Yep. He'll be gone soon enough. Uh, I don't think we got a Who Are You because there's like one voice actor in yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Yoda. Thank you, Chew. All right, what do we got for a tagline on this one? A tagline for the Bad Batch, we have embrace others for their differences for that makes you whole. Embrace others for their differences for that makes you, makes you for whole. that makes you whole. Yes. Okay. Okay. Phrased very awkwardly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you had <laughs> very awkwardly said uh, the regs in the Bad Batch aren't going to see eye to eye, but they're going to have to come together and get the mission done. And then you had said right after that, I'm just not in the mood for anything grandiose right now. <laughs> I think I, I was tired after that episode. <laughs> you were. Yeah, we were all a little burnt out oh, uh, yeah. from the Martez sister arc. Yep. Uh, okay, what do we have for tagging line the next one? Next episode we have, The Search for Truth Begins with Belief. The Search for Truth Begins with Belief. Well, uh, does he even have to believe anymore? No, he's got evidence. Yeah, he's got evidence that Looking he's Looking at lying. him right in the face. I bet you it's still like, uh, you know, it could just be a trip. Okay. A, a trap. You know, that trench, he's devious. Yeah. Isn't he supposed to be like an admiral? I thought he was more of a naval guy. Yeah, Admiral Trench. Yeah, why yeah, is yeah. he... Uh, no clue. What's he? He's all over the place here. <laughs> You're like, we got this spider guy. We can't let him go to waste. You know, you could have just used Grievous. I know. Especially after a seven-year delay. Yeah. You think he could have just thrown Grievous in there? Just saying. Would have made a lot more sense. Yeah, it really would have. Yeah. Oh, cheap butter. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Rex is... Uh, Rex believes. That's the path to whatever. Truth. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry if I was low energy in this episode. I sucked in this episode. We really flopped. This episode was a flop. Oh, no, this one's great. It was not. Yes, it was. This was a flop. I love this I one. I think this was our worst episode. No, this one's great. This was our worst episode in months. <laughs> I love this one. Okay. I think it's a flop. <laughs> but you probably, if you already listened this far, you know, who cares what I think? You've already listened to it. <laughs> I'll come back with the fury next episode. <laughs> I'm a sad boy. <laughs> it was a sad, sad situation. Well, next episode. Yeah, we what is forward to that? One? A distant echo. And that's season seven. Season episode seven, two. Episode two. All right, we look forward to that. All right, Adam, where can the listeners reach us? Send us an email. We're at clonecastpod at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. You can reach us on TikTok. Twitter, Instagram, at CloneCastPod. Oh, yeah. Uh, reach out if you want to join the Discord. A lot of stuff going on there. <laughs> Tom is showing off his Lego builds. Oh, it's fun. Um, also, if you can rate, review, subscribe, that always helps us out. Thank you so much for that. Thanks yeah. for all your support. Especially, Devin, thanks for sending that video in. We'll see you next time for A Distant Echo. Until then, may the... 
Evangelical Jocasta be with you. And it can don't let your penis take you to hell. In its own way. Like a car jack. I don't know. This sucks. 